Hi friends, welcome. We are inspired every day by conversations, connections, people, or places. I notice that most of us don't have the time or the platform to pause, think, and reflect. This is why I decided to create this space. Fulfilled is a platform that will enable us to discuss different topics, share ideas, and most importantly, connect. My name is Nabs, your host and creator of Fulfilled, the podcast. Stay tuned for today's episode. Everyone has a story to tell. And my next guest, Lorna Graham, is someone that definitely has a really interesting story to tell us today. I believe that sharing stories that happened in our lives don't make us weak. It makes us human. And we share stories of defining moments. We connect at a deeper level beyond goals and roles. I met Lorna probably five years ago at my restaurant, Little Earth. And I always noticed how bright and light her energy was. But I also noticed that she had a very particular... um, uh, what's it called? Like she was very particular when it came to her diet and what she wanted to eat when she was at our, at our restaurant. And we always spoke about different topics, but it wasn't until years later that I actually learned about her story. And joining me today, she is going to be sharing that. And I, I do know and believe that there are so many people out there that probably are going through the same thing or know someone that they love that, that, are, that are going through the same thing. And, and there are alternative ways to live and, um, and maintain a healthy lifestyle when hopefully that person had survived the, the situation. So Lorna, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Hi, um, I am very well, thank you. And uh, I'm really excited to be here. So thank you for inviting me on to share my story. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> I'm very excited for you to share your story with us. So let's jump straight to the to the topic. So can you tell me more about your past? What was your past life like? Um, my past life is the polar opposite to what it is now um it was full of you know I I used to like partying and um you know probably not eating the right foods and Mm. you know basically just not really looking after myself very well and not respecting you know my body in the way that I should Mm. um and yeah that that uh it's yes I think that would probably summarize right (laughs) and you you had an an aha moment at what age uh I was 39 just turning 40 and um that was the the wake-up call for me can you tell us more about that day let's go and revisit that day so what what did you have any kind of symptoms or was it just like a regular test where you discovered this? I I had so I, I was actually I remember the day quite vividly. I was flying to Australia to meet my family. 
and I knew that I was going to be on a flight for a really long time. So I went for a workout and afterwards I was in the shower and, uh, you know, found this lump, um, which I think is everybody's fear. Yeah. Um, I... I kind of I, I kept going through this emotional kind of roller coaster of, you know, thinking, oh, my God, you know, what if it is? And then I, was, I kept disregarding it. And, you know, as people do, oh, it's probably a cyst or, you know, it's probably nothing. I remember speaking to my friend and, you know, sort of asking her advice. You know, I'm actually going to Australia. What do I do? You know, do I stay here, get it checked? Uh, and she sort of uh, gave me this advice to just, you know, just go have some fun, get tested when you come back, which is what I did. Um, mm. while I was there I kept obviously out of sheer panic and you know paranoia kept checking it and in my mind I don't know whether it was it to this day but it felt like it just kept getting bigger and bigger right. um, and yeah I came back and got tested and uh, got the, uh, the the news um, you know that I had stage three invasive ductal carcinoma, um, estrogen receptive positive breast cancer. Wow, and, and what, what does that mean? So the invasive um, carcin um, in, uh, ductal carcinoma uh, cancer basically is where, you know, the, you've got abnormal cells that grow in the, the kind of lining of your, of your milk ducts um, and invade your tissues. Mm. Okay, so because in, in, in Arabic, we, we usually, some, when someone is diagnosed with cancer, we say, um, is it like an evil cancer or is it a non-evil cancer? So this was an evil cancer. It was an invasive type of cancer. Yes, um, it's, I, 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 uh, I guess it would um, be classified as the invasive just because it, it spreads to your lymph nodes, the blood vessels. Um, it metastasizes in your body. So yeah, right. it was it was pretty serious. Right. So here we are at 39, going into 40, having to go through this journey. Emotion, what was the mental, like, where were you mentally at that time of your life? How did you, like, how do you deal with this when you're, when you know that it's happening to you? How do you deal with this? I remember the first day vividly. Um, I got home and my friends were around with me and I was just in a state of shock. I, I have never shock like it. You know, I, I was just going through the, the motions of this, this can't be happening. And then it was kind of, it is happening. I've got to deal with it. Um, and it was, it was when I woke up and by that point, my mum had landed from the UK and um, she was quite surprised at how matter of fact I was about it because I think I got to the point where I had just realised that actually it is what it is. I, you know, there's nothing I can do to change it. I just need to deal with it in the best way possible. And that's kind of the, the approach that I took from that moment on. And I decided that I wasn't going to let the cancer, you know, beat me. You know, mm. I wanted to be in control of it. I wanted to, you know, I, I didn't want to live in fear of it. Mm. Wow, that's, that's a very powerful thing to say because I think having that mental, you know, strength, knowing that you can beat it and that you can live and you can, you know, survive it is, is a very important component of, of dealing with it, isn't it? 
It is. And, it, you know, I, I remember my mum saying to me, you know, she, she was in disbelief because she said, you know, like, you're treating this like you've got flu or a common cold. You do realise you've got cancer. And I said, yeah, but it hadn't occurred to me that, you know, anything more severe could happen. You know, as far as I was concerned, I was going to get through the treatment. I was going to get over it and I was going to continue my life. And and that's kind of the approach I took. And yeah, I don't I I think my I had a role model as well. So one of my close friends a year before at work, she had it and I admired her for the way that she got through it. And I just followed in her footsteps. And I I just yeah, I, I was just quite positive throughout the whole thing. It's amazing how the the universe or the world or whatever it is that we believe in always sends us guides when you know when we're going through something like that there's always signs and people that are guiding us to to go through such hardships isn't there absolutely yeah there yeah. is yeah. so back to the uh, to this journey because i want you to walk me through it to help us understand what it was like going through that and what it was like coming out of it. So we're still in the going through it process. So now you learned that you, you had it, then you realize that you need to deal with it and beat it. And that was exactly your mental frame of mind telling you, I'm going to get through this. Then starts, I'm assuming the treatment. And how far into, like, what, what was the period be between you kind of knowing that you are going to start the treatment until you started the treatment how was it like a month or how long was it actually that's one thing that I was really grateful for um for being here in the Middle East because it was very quick if I'd been back home in the UK there was a there was a, I think at the time there was like a 90-day waiting list or something so I got diagnosed around I think the 14th of January 2016 and I was starting my treatment on the 9th of February oh wow so it was a month later yeah yeah so and it was very very quick and what is the treatment like? Because everyone says that once you go through the chemical part of the treatment, which is a chemo, that's like going through hell and back. What, how could you describe that experience? Um, it was probably one of the hardest things I've done. Um, and, you know, looking back, I and you hear a lot of people say this that have been through it, I, you know, I wasn't sick and still I, until I started the chemo, you know, that was mm. when I started getting really sick. Before then, you to look at me or the way that I was feeling, there were no signs, I was absolutely fine. Um, mm. It was only when I found that lump and then I got, you know, put through the treatment process, that's when I started feeling incredibly, you know, weak, weak. and sick and um you know the 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 nausea and you know the the side effects that you kind of get from that is yeah. incredibly difficult to live with yeah and how long did you do the treatment for i think the whole thing from start to end although i didn't finish all of it but um eight months eight months and um okay so you you did the treatment and i think here is the part that is interesting i mean not that the whole story is not interesting but the part that really interested me is i remember when we sat and spoke you told me that you had gone through um an alternative route if you wish which was based on your own decision to not continue the treatment and 
do what? Yeah, so the uh, I decided that I watched a um, I watched a a doc docu series called The Truth About Cancer, and for anyone going through it, I really recommend that they follow that. Um, there's lots of alternative, um, you know, sort of uh, treatments out there, and one of the doctors was. Um, you know, sort of promoting. I really liked his 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 outlook, and he he and what he kind of stood for. So I, I researched him, and I I went off to a detox uh, retreat in his place um, in Thailand, Phuket, mm. and I spent sixteen days there, um, juicing alone for sixteen days, and lots of other. Um, uh, immune boosting sort of uh, cancer treatments. It's they they focus specifically around cancer. When you say juicing, you're 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 talking like you were just juicing for sixteen days. Yeah, just green. So there was no food. No, no food at all, which is really hard <laughs> to get into. But after a while, you do actually get in the flow of it. Yeah, and so basically, the 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 juicing is basically you cleaning your body. A total cleanse, yeah. It's it's um, no food at all. They had some broth as well, so if you did have get a little bit hungry, but everything that went that went into the body was basically cleansing. Oh wow! And how? So you did that for sixteen days, and did you did you notice a difference, or did you do any tests after after you did the treatment to uh, or the the course to kind of you know to see where you were? Um, yeah, so while I was there, there was so many treatments. As I say, it was all around, you know, boosting the immune system and things. So I'd had, um, during the operation, I'd had 13 lymph nodes removed from under my armpit. Um, so I had this beam of therapy, which helps with the lymphatic system. Mm. Um, I was having daily infrared saunas, which are really, really good for detoxification. Um, I was having, you know, a, a colonic irrigation every other day, o blood ozone therapy, which is where they oxygenate your blood because cancer yeah. can't survive in an oxygenated state. Uh, you know, vitamin C, IVs, I was, you know, they were doing yoga, meditation. There was so much going on there. Um, so, and when I, when I entered the place, I had severe brain fog on, on a level that I could never have imagined. Because of um, the because of the chemo, yeah. So obviously, you know, chemo is is obviously a, a very 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 strong drug, and it's full of you know sort of chemicals and um, and it, it you know a lot of these a lot of these um, uh, drugs sort of have heavy metals and things that um, affect your cognitive function, mm. and I had I I was I I had never ever ever envisaged that you could ever have brain fog on that kind of level I, I couldn't even remember the most basic words um but when by the time I walked out of this place I felt like I could take on the world I, I just felt like a completely different person it was incredible so I didn't um do any tests uh, as such when I left the facility because I have got quite in tune to listening to my body now so I I, I knew that I was just feeling a hundred percent better than what I did when I walked into the place sixteen days previous. Mm. And so that I mean, it's great that you went through that experience. But 
to go through the, the, the responsible ways of kind of managing that your body is in check once you go through the treatment or even prior, like women should do mammograms once a year, correct? They, you should get tested once a year for sure. Um, I, I, I personally am not a fan of mammograms, um, but obviously everyone is responsible for doing their own research and, and understanding what's right for them. Um, mm. But I, I go, I have even now regular tests. I don't, I, after the treatment, I was having them every three to six months. And now I've moved to six to 12 months. So I, I, I have got past the, the five-year mark now, which doesn't mean... Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. I don't, um, that doesn't mean that I can fully relax. I'm still very regimented around you know, diet, nutrition, um, mm. and, getting, and getting tested. But I, I test a, more, a less invasive way through yeah. um, the, the ultrasounds and you can have, um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a test that I have done, which is an alpha site test, which is less invasive. Right. And I just want to know, what was, how would you describe the emotion? What did you feel the, the first time you heard from the doctors that your body was cancer free? What was that day? What did it look like? Um, I, uh, it was mixed emotions, actually, if I'm honest, I mean, you know, at first you are so happy and you just feel like a great big weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Um, and I think people think the journey stops there, but then you uh, hit reality and you keep thinking, well, what if it comes back or, you know, mm. and, and every, every test that you, you have done, you're kind of on tenterhooks, just waiting for the results. So the, the journey doesn't necessarily stop there. But yes, when I got that initial news, I literally, I, I felt like I could, you know, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. just float, you know, you just, you just feel so light. Mm, mm, I'm sure. And w what kind of precautions are you taking today? Like, what are you doing to protect yourself? Because I know for a fact, based on my, my personal relationship with you over the last five years, is that you are incredibly careful with what you eat. So there's no gluten. I'm assuming you're, you're plant-based. I don't know if you are, but I'm assuming you are. Yeah. Um, and you're very particular about what you eat. Yes, I, I drive my family and friends mad actually because uh, going to eat with me as you know <laughs> is a bit of a nightmare um i usually ask the restaurant lots and lots of questions before i eat um i i avoid dairy um uh, meat wheat sugar gluten um uh, you know i i don't like plastics you know so if my food is contaminated with plastic i you know i know you can't avoid it in all situations but i try my best to avoid it in as many as mm. i can um so yeah, I mean, th there's there's lots of uh, there's lots of things that I I try to avoid, and grains as well is another. So what does what is life looking like like today? Like, how would you describe your life today compared to what it was like five or six years ago? 
<laughs> it's funny actually because sometimes I sometimes I reflect back on the person I was before and what I am now and it is uh, I'm so so different my lifestyle is completely different um I am ex- I I, I um, take a lot more control of my health um mm. I am I enjoy, you know, there's lots of things that my cancer taught me, like things like cooking and stuff, which I never, I wasn't interested in before. So I'm constantly, you know, looking for new plant-based recipes and and things like that. Um, I live a much quieter life. I am a lot happier than I've Mm -hmm. ever been. Um, And yeah, I think, I think if anything, the, the, you know, the cancer taught me to, you know, slow down and find happiness in myself rather than, you know, in partying or, you know, whatever it was that I used to do. Um, Yeah. And I am, everything I do is really for my health. They say there's a, you know, there's a blessing in every situation, although it might sound like, you know, the worst thing that is happening to oneself. And, um... On a spiritual level, where, where do you feel? Did you feel that you evolved on a spiritual level? Or are you the same where you are? What is that looking like? Oh, no, I've definitely, definitely, definitely evolved in that sense. Um, I, you know, I, I think, yes, you're right. I think there is, you know, I, I, I actually am very grateful to my cancer. It's taught me so much. Um you know, it's treat, it's taught me how to appreciate life and my friends and family. Um, it's put me on a new road to, you know, health, fitness and nutrition. Um, you know, I understand I listen to my body a lot more. I've reduced mm. the amount of stress that I had in my life. Um, you know, and, and also I, I do lots of therapies as well in terms of you know, releasing stress, releasing emotional blockages, um, and just really appreciating who I am. And, uh, you know, and, and it really taught me how strong I was. I really hadn't realized until, <laughs> until I until went it through happened. that. Yeah, yeah. I love this. And I, I must say that, you know, the one thing I, I will say this to you on a personal level and on this podcast as well, the one thing I love about you, Lorna, is how, like, when I see you, I just feel that I'm looking at someone who loves life. And there, there are always two aspects to, you know, scenarios like the scenario that happens to you that are so difficult to deal with. There's always two types of people. There's either the, you know, the person that would go into that, you know, the victim mentality and say, oh my God, this is the end of me. It's over. And there's the other part that wants to fight and see the the light in every situation. And I believe that what you just described is just that. And I I really salute you for that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I, I, as I say, I had a really good role model before me as well, who, you know, unfortunately had to go through the same thing. Um, Mm. But it, um, you know, it, it, I wasn't going to play the victim, you know, be, be just because I didn't want, I didn't want the cancer to have control to overtake of you. me. Yeah. To, yeah. I did, I, and I didn't want to be defined by, you know, you know, I was. Absolutely. It, mm. it was just going to, it was, it wasn't, it didn't even enter my train of thought, thought, you know, it was just, I'm going to get through this and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to have you, you know, take control of me. Mm. Just, just like you did. And in terms of people that are, 
that know someone who's going through something similar or maybe someone who is personally going through something, a similar kind of scenario, what would you, I know that everyone deals with it differently, but based on your experience, what would you advise people to do when they discover that they are in that phase where they just found out that there's something going on? Yeah, I think, I think, you don't really know how you're going to deal with it until you're in it. So, you know, I, I remember seeing my friend and thinking, you know, God, if that was me, you know, I, I, I wouldn't deal with it in such a, a positive light as she was. Um, but, you know, I, I went into some form of, you know, autopilot and, you know, I just, it just didn't occur to me to deal with it in any other way. Um and I, I think people will deal with it in their own way. But um, one thing that might help them, because obviously fear is a big driver. Mm. And, um, you know, I watched this doctor who I went to see in Thailand um, on YouTube. And he said, you know, one thing that he wanted everyone to know. And once I applied that kind of mentality, it stopped me being in so much in, in fear of it. And it helped me work with it and understand it and, you know, stop being so scared. And that's that cancer isn't there to harm you. Okay. The, the, it's there to warn you that you've missed all the other warning signs Okay, and it's just basically saying, look, this is your last chance. Buck your ideas up, change your lifestyle, look after yourself. Otherwise, something severe could happen. You know, I what love this. Like what you're saying is, wow, I never thought about it that way, because the first thing that I personally think about when 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 I think of that word is because there is this mental stigma that is associated with cancer, which is. Whenever, like in Arabic, for instance, when you say, oh, he has, uh, do you think that this is cancer? They would say, you know, God forbid, God forbid. Mm -hmm. And there's always that kind of stigma that cancer equals death. But the way you just described it as the last warning, I love that. Because it is a warning. It's not, it's not the end of you. Yeah. It is a sign for you to get, your body's telling you, I'm done. Yeah. Let's create an intervention and let's get through this together. Yeah, exactly. And from that moment onwards, once once I'd heard that from him, I I literally I don't know. It just stopped me being so scared. And I was like, yeah, he's right. This is just mm. a warning sign. You know, I this is I I need to change now. Um. So and 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 I don't think he probably understands to this day the impact that his words had on me. But and I'm sure many others. And I hope this will help other people listening. I love that. I, I really, really appreciated that last part. It really, I mean, I definitely learned a lot from it. My final question to you uh, today, Lorna, is out of this experience, what is the one thing you are most grateful for? Life. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I, I don't think I appreciated it so much before. You know, you take it for granted, right? You think you've got all these years ahead of you, you know, mm. um, and I, I think, you know, it, I just am so, so grateful for life and also my friends and family. I couldn't have got through it all without them. And I think it's at times like that that you really realize how many people, you know, that 
you that you hopefully have got around you that you know that can give you that love and care and support and um mm. you know my my work colleagues my friends and family they were all fantastic so you know I've 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 actually got lots to be grateful for but yeah I would say they're the two most biggest things amazing I will say one thing I am grateful to have you in my life I love you so much and I'm very proud of you for sharing this very personal and I'm sure it was a very difficult experience to go through so I really want to thank you for being brave and courageous and sharing this experience with us today thank you so much oh thank you I've I've really enjoyed being on thank you so much and and that really means a lot so uh and I thank love you. you in my life too so thank you <laughs> thank you I will I'll say goodbye now and then we will definitely catch up very soon thank thanks, you Lorna thanks bye take care I'm Naps, and you have been listening to Fulfilled, the podcast. Join me next week for another Fulfilled conversation. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.